This is Sailor. Welcome to another episode of Metal Rock and Whiskey. Hello, or should I say, hola. This is Ed. Metal Rock and Whiskey is back. And um, in case you've been wondering where the hell Sailor's been, I've got her right here. Hola, amigos. Hello, hello. I am coming to you from below the equator, actually. I ran away That's to South America. <laughs> but <Ba-da-bing. laughs> um, And tonight, I actually have my husband in tow. Hello, everybody. I'm on the. I'm here. I'm on the ship. I'm on the metal rock and whiskey train with you all. <laughs> yes, this is Robin, and um, we are both visiting his family in Ecuador. So um, that is why I have been absent for so long. We were first in Tennessee, mm-hmm. and then we began our travel here, which is like 10,000 plane flights. Yep. It's fucking insane. And uh, we're at the end of our trip, and we managed to find some time to sneak away at his dad's house where there was some decent Wi-Fi. Yeah, so we made some time for you guys. There you go. So, All right. Happy we're glad to, to have here. you, Robin. Yeah. Glad to be here. I'm glad to be back. I missed you guys, and um, I've been listening uh, to the shows you did without me, and uh, we're going to do a little mini show soon where I'm going to respond to your Quiet Riot and Heart shows, because I've got got stuff to say, man. I am very interested to hear this. (laughs) Very interested. um, So, tonight, we're going to do things a little bit differently, kind of off the cuff, because you know, we're traveling. Um, and we don't have Matt with us because Matt is, um, I think he's like auditioning to be like a Disney character that like walks around malls and shakes hands with kids or something like that. He said, right. Well, yeah, he is in Florida, you know, so they got that whole Disney thing going down there. So that's probably what he's doing. I bet you're right. He needed the night off to, uh, have an audition to be Pluto or Goofy or something. So, <laughs> so, so Matt is not with us, and uh, Rumder Woman is not either. Uh, she's, uh, I think, she's auditioning to be like Ariel or some Disney princess. Impressive, <laughs> Maleficent or really something impressive. like that. <laughs> um, but so before we get into tonight's topic, I want to do a little sidebar because there's something like really crazy happening. Um, Ed, have you heard about D. Snyder's campaign um, to get Rock in the Super Bowl? You know what? I know this is something he has addressed in the past, um, at least one or two times. And, you know, he's talked about it on his podcast before. But mm-hmm. And I know, 
I read an article. It, it, it had just kind of come up in the news again because yes. I guess he's making even bigger noise about it this time. Yes. So the Super Bowl this year is going to be in Miami, and um, I'm so I'm assuming that is why they chose the artist they did. But apparently, the halftime show is going to be with J Lo and Shakira. Mm-hmm. Two so, Latin artists. Correct. Um. So, uh, D was, D kind of responded on Twitter, like, what the fuck? Like, where's rock and roll? Like, what the hell happened? And he, he absolutely did not say anything disparaging about Jennifer Lopez and Shakira, of course. He's, he, he would never do that. Yeah, it's beside the point. Yeah, totally beside the point. Exactly. His whole thing is like, it's called arena rock for a reason. You know, and where do you play football, but in a large stadium, a large arena? So what the hell happened to having some really amazing arena rock during the Super Bowl halftime show? That's really all he was saying. But holy fucker balls, did it cause a shitstorm? So, of course, people are like, oh, shut up, Grandpa. J-Lo and Shakira are the best and you suck. And he's like, I didn't fucking say anything negative about them. And then you've got, like, the toddlers that are like, oh, rock and roll is dead, you dusty grandpa. There's a lot of grandpa shit going on. And so I responded to one of them. I'm like, you realize how old Jennifer Lopez is, right? Like, they're not that far (laughs) far (laughs) apart in age, actually. I mean, I'm, uh, she's older than me, you know, I mean, but they're they're not. Yeah, she's my age. Yeah, they're not that far (laughs) apart in age. So I don't know where this, like. He's a grandpa and she's not is coming from. But again, that's it's neither here nor there. But it has caused an absolute shitstorm. And I think the responses to it is what I find most interesting. That, that immediately people are like, no, you can't have that because you have to have that. And, you know, I'm like, wait a minute, can't you, you can have a little bit of both. So perhaps you could have had a Latin artist and you could have had a rock artist and you, they could have done something cool like that. Mm-hmm. Or have, like, a fucking Latin rock band that's out there sure. that's amazing, you know? Um, so it's been really it's been really interesting to watch this go down. It's su- it's a super... It's become so polarizing, and it shouldn't have been. Um, and I think that's just speaking, unfortunately, to the times right now. It's like, we can have yeah. many things. We don't have to have one or the other. There can be several things at once. I can, right. like... To listen to Latin music, and I can also love fucking heavy metal. One is not, you know, it's I can't, I don't have to trade one for the other. No shit, man. So yeah, if you're on the Twitters, definitely follow D and check out this conversation. It's fucking nuts. Um, And if you're not, there's a lot of you can just Google it. There's been a lot of articles written about it. I think Loudwire did an article or something, but oh my god, it's fucking ridiculous. So, um, yeah, so I just wanted to touch on that because Dee is a friend of the show, as you guys know, I'm sure. But um, tonight we're going to talk about, how should we say, a rather interesting and eclectic artist. Yes. That would be a good description for him, Mm -hmm. right? And talented, too, I would say. Oh, God. I mean, talent in spades. Um, But before we get into that... Um, let's talk a little bit about our merch that we have. So we have our amazing, as Jennifer would call them, Glen Karen glasses, which I got a real kick out of that. Hey, oh yeah, Karen. I love, I love that was that, amazing. Uh, Matt's response was great. It was not basic. 
<laughs> so good. So you, it, depending on what type of whiskey you drink, I guess they can be either Glen Cairns or Glen Karens. Nonetheless, we have metal rock and whiskey, awesome whiskey <laughs> glasses. We have buttons and we have stickers and we have a Patreon page. So um, please check that out. We appreciate all of your support and think our merch is pretty cool. Hell yeah. All right. So the reason we chose the artist of the night is because my lovely husband here really loves this guy. Um, I do. And we're going to be talking about Buckethead. Yeah, the master. So tell us why, or tell the listeners, I know, but um, why you love Buckethead. He's just so emotional. He's obviously super talented. He's got so much range. Every time I see stuff that he's done, I'm blown away by his uniqueness and just, and he does it all with a mask on. I mean, the guy's a legend. <laughs> yep. He does it all with a mask and a hat on. Yep. Or a bucket. A bucket. See what I did there? Mm-hmm. <laughs> by the way, if you hear dogs barking in the background or pterodactyls flapping their mm-hmm. wings, I apologize. We are in Ecuador, and apparently the walls are it's very... It's a wild kingdom. It's the wild kingdom, and the walls are very thin in this country, so um, apologies for any extra extra noise. <laughs> All right. Let's get into, I don't know, talking about drinking? Let's do it. So, what is everybody drinking tonight? <sighs> I am currently drinking Coca-Cola because, oh my god, this has been the least boozy trip I have probably ever taken in my life since I was, not even of drinking age, hmm. since I was Interesting. a young teenager. It has been rough, man. Um, and why is that? So the whiskey drink, the drinking scene is kind of non-existent here. We're in Guayaquil, Ecuador, and apparently it's just pretty much beer. Um, beer and sangria. Right? Sangria, yeah, yeah, but it's not the but it's not, not real yeah, sangria. It's, it's, yeah. it's like they're yeah everywhere you go they they'll just have like, like juice basically just sangria. It's like a it's, pound it's, of sugar. It's a pound of sugar, some kind oh. of wine, and then a fruit cocktail kind of blend that they've tossed in there. With syrup. And, <laughs> Okay, you know, it's, so extremely it's, sweet. Yeah, yes. and you know how much I love sweet stuff. Oh, yeah. So um, when we first got here, I was like, okay, well, we'll do rum because rum, right? I don't, I couldn't, I cannot get anybody to give me information on what type of alcoholic product they make here. They certainly don't make anything in Guayaquil. Um, so that was out. Um, don't so we they make to, a, like water or anything like that? There, no, not here. There's nothing. There's nothing in this city that I I can't. Huh. No one and nobody can tell me that's from here. One way or like anything about a, a, an indigenous liquor or local liquor. Not um, even so like to the country. Well, that's the thing is I don't know if it's for the whole country or if it's just this area. I don't know, but I can mm. tell you okay. their liquor scene is not thriving yet. I think it's something that's kind of possibly bubbling under the surface but um so 
I was like, okay, well, we'll go to a liquor store because we were going to the beach for a few days and I'll make cocktails, obviously. Mm-hmm. So I saw, so I'm looking at the rum selection and I'm like, oh my God, this is garbage rum. Like, what the fuck? But I saw, ooh, Appleton. Great. Got myself some Appleton. And it was really cheap for what Appleton would be in the U.S. Sure. Can't really read the whole bottle, right? So I'm not <laughs> okay. really. Well, it's not very good. I don't know what it oh, is. Right. I don't know if it's like a off. I don't I don't know what it is. I don't want to speculate or be disparaging in but, any way. But, Sailor, you got to look on the upside here. You have just stumbled on an un- untapped market. Um, sure. You could do so much down there. <laughs> yeah. If I lived down here, but I live two days away by plane. <laughs> so, oh, come on. So Uncle no. Nero still send you down there a couple times a year, right? Oh, fuck that. I No. I mean, it's lovely here, but this pl- the plane... Oh, God. Anyway. So, okay. Rum's out. Then mm-hmm. I look at the whiskey selection. Pretty much, you can drink Jack Daniels. That's it. With a splash of Johnny Walker. Yes. Was, yeah. Or... Wait a minute. S- Jack Daniels Seriously. with a splash of Johnny Walker. Well, those, those it, it's a joke. It's a joke. Those are your two choices. Yeah. So okay. if you are, so mostly they for whiskey they drink scotch here, but they're drinking scotch blends that I've never heard of in my life. Hmm. I'm gonna try to get a picture um, of the shelf, okay. but it's it's very strange blends that I've never heard of. The distilleries I've never heard. Of. I don't even. Know, I've, I'm assuming they're just blends from some of the big scotch distilleries or or conglomerate i don't know so i'm like well i'm not touching that stuff because i have no idea what the fuck is in there what it's going to taste like so um i kind of gave up and was i've been drinking a little bit of wine Mm -hmm. we've been drinking beer and then finally we came back to the city of waikil and robin's brother took us to a restaurant that I would say is a little more high end, a little more kind of westernized, and um, I they had Aperol spritz, and I was like, "Fuck yes!" There you go. Oh my god! I can deal Something with that. like yeah, yeah. So I was so excited. So they gave me the Aperol spritz, and it was way too sweet. Oh. And then what did you? What what was your cocktail? Oh, what did I get? A mojito. Yeah. So we had to ask for an extra shot in each of our cocktails. Because it was like <laughs> all balance, sweet, yeah. not not much booze. Right. Well, obviously that's what the way the tastes run down there. It sounds. Yes. Like. Yes. Yeah. Very much so. Um. Yeah. Much like it was in the U.S. in the '90s. Um, sure. So then yeah, yeah. I decided to walk up to the bar because it actually has a bar with liquor bottles on the back bar, and I saw Campari, and I'm like, oh damn, that's all I need. Campari on the rocks, splash of soda. I'm all good. Um. Because the American whiskey is crazy expensive here. Like, a shot of Jack Daniels here is like having, I don't even know what, at home. It's, like a Booker's or something? Oh, yeah, totally. It's fucking nuts. So, um, finally, yes, last night, we went to this place called the Waikil Tasting Club. And I had scouted it out on um, Facebook beforehand, before we got here. And um, that is where... I finally found whiskey, and I was beside mm. myself with excitement. Um, so Robin had never tried Japanese whiskey. So we've been trying to do that on this trip, and we were going to do it in Tennessee. We just didn't get to it. We were going to do it on all our stops. just didn't happen. So I go right to the page. <coughs> so they have an amazing selection of whiskey. Um, 
it's that like a book full of their like incredible the prices mm-hmm. were nuts though so like the american whiskey was like four times the price as it would be at home the scotch was like some was the same and some was a lot cheap it was all over the place like all over mm-hmm. the place and then the same thing with the japanese whiskey so i saw the hibiki harmony because i don't like you know i don't like peat i don't like too much peat so right. the hibiki harmony is so soft and i thought that would be a really great entrance for robin as well and so we got a dram of hibiki harmony for 18 bucks which i thought was a really good price that's not um, bad no not at all especially being here so i was super psyched about that and they have the um the uh pure malt nika for 19 bucks which is also like a crazy good price so that was really awesome we drank Yes. Oh, we did a little YOLO last night. It was, but it was so nice. <laughs> it was, it was so and, good. And the whiskey was just beautiful. It lived it up oh, to your expectations, gosh. I take it. Absolutely. It was an experience. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna put it at that. He said he was, almost wanted to cry, didn't he? I had a physical reaction where I, I was, my eyes were starting to tear up, and I was like, "Oh this man, is beautiful." That was the, that was like the main oh, word I used. You found your thing. Now I'm, I know what you're gonna be looking for when you get back to the states. Yeah. Oh God. Hard to like where we are. Fuck, it's so hard to Forget find it. that stuff. Oh my god! Oh, but really? yeah, so oh yeah. Re, yeah if I my, can find one for you, would you? Yes, you please. Yes, yes, please. Yes, yes, please. Yes, yes, please. It's yeah. Our you know, like I talk about on the show all the time. Our selection is it's very tough to get things where we are. And then in Washington State, we have a thirty percent sales tax, so it, oh, everything yeah, is so that's incredibly right. expensive. That's now we can go. Yeah, we can go over the state line in Idaho, and your everything's a lot cheaper. A because you're removing that sales tax, but it's also less expensive. But mm-hmm. it's a control state, and it's not very. They're not quite on the whiskey train just yet, mm-hmm. so it's very difficult. They just don't have a great selection. Right. So it's it's tough. Yeah, it's really tough. But last night was a really good experience. Yes, it was. Well, cool. It was a wonderful night. Yay for Hibiki. I'm glad Yay! you found something. You had me worried there. No, I can't I can't wait to get home and get to back to our shelf. <laughs> back to your collection. <laughs> yes. Uh so what are you drinking tonight, Ed? Well Um I am drinking something. Okay. So there's I know Booker's is something I've been wanting to try for a long time. Um, still haven't found their, tried their bourbon yet, but, um, I was given a little bottle of this. Um, so apparently they make a rye Mm -hmm. as well as a bourbon. Yeah. And so, um, I was told this is the Booker's Rye limited edition. And, um, all I can say is this is one of the most wonderful things that's ever crossed my lips. Really? Huh. Oh my god. I'm surprised to hear that actually. This is so so good, so flavorful, so creamy. Oh my gosh. It's just so killing that's... me that I probably won't be able to find a bottle of this. <laughs> it's very, I hear it's very hard. So that's that's barrel proof, right? Um, yes. I think it's like 130s there. That's one of the things about Booker's. Man. You <laughs> Yeah, this is like hazmat territory. Yeah, exactly. It's so so good. I mean, you just take the smallest little sip and your mouth just kind of explodes with flavor. Oh my goodness. Wow. 
Yeah. So these went down in 2003, right? So I'm just reading about it real quick because yeah, I don't I looked, remember. I should have looked up some background info on this before. <laughs> I tasted it. Here. I tasted it at a whiskey event. I, I might have been in Ohio. I can't remember. And I just remember it being incredibly spicy. Like it was a little too spicy for me. There was a lot of cigar and a lot of, um, I don't know what the word is. But I'm also not a huge fan of Booker's bourbon. I mean, I love it for cocktails. Love it for cocktails because you get all that flavor. Oh, sure. But um, yeah, I don't know. It's a little too, a little too ethanol for me. Booker's. That's just me. okay. No, I am really enjoying this. Um, yeah, I wasn't sure what I think of it, but yeah. What does that shit go for? Like a hundred bucks? I I have no idea. Hmm. No idea. I'm curious what it go, I'm it curious what that goes for. See. I'm sure. I'm assuming it's allocated, right? Oh yeah, I believe so. Um, like I said, I've never seen it on the shelf. No, I've heard. I've I heard. I've heard it or seen it discussed occasionally, but it's not like one mm-hmm. of those you hear about all the time, like Stag or. You know the Buffalo Trace. Oh damn! It's like three hundred bucks. Holy oh. shit! Okay, well no wonder it's so good. Yeah. Damn, who gave you? That's a good friend. Holy. Fuck. That's the same same friend that gave me the uh, Kentucky Owls. Oh my the, god. Uh, cream of Kentucky. You better remember his birthday, dude. <laughs> I know. Jesus. I gotta bring like, him back something special from from England. Yes, you really should. Because I mean, whoa. Yeah, it's like three hundred bucks, I think, and it's very, very rare. Yeah, Liquor Barn has it. Maybe that's where I went to a Liquor Bar, ta- Liquor Barn tasting once in Kentucky when I was living in Cincinnati. Maybe that's where I had it. I don't know. I just maybe maybe I was turned off. Not turned off because of course it's it's worth that. Maybe I just thought, well, it's not something I'm gonna buy, and it's super spicy, so I'm kind of kind of just like leave it in the memory banks, you know. Yeah, I this know. is one I'm going to nurse nurse the heck out of well i'm glad so you i'm glad you enjoy it you know you can cut that shit down to like 100 proof and have three times the amount of it this is true <laughs> if you want to sure still be still be good but it, um <laughs> but actually the sips are i'm taking are probably about the third size of the normal sips i'd usually take anyway okay. so well that's very smart there then. you go well, I'm sadly, like I said, drinking Coca-Cola, so uh, let's talk so about, about Robin because I'm getting upset. He's well, I've got Sprite. a nice, fresh Sprite over here. <laughs> okay. So that's, Staying well, in the Coca-Cola family. Yeah, we yeah. don't have any We don't have any whiskey yeah. here. So sorry to disappoint on my introduction with a Sprite. We'll do it again, baby. I'll come back and I'll come back with something strong. Don't worry. Come back All with right. your hibiki. Yeah. Mm, yes, you better. I will. Okay. <laughs> All right. Let's get into tonight's topic. Okay, so we're going to talk about Brian Patrick Carroll who was born in California on May 13th, 1969. If you missed the beginning of the show, would you know who we are talking about? Maybe not. All right, so he's that guy that plays the guitar with a bucket on his head. 
He plays like every genre of music, I think, or close to it, like prog metal, funk, blues, bluegrass, ambient, and all kinds of avant-garde shit. Yeah, this guy does it all. Um, he's a solo performer, of course, but he has collaborated with many other artists. Artists like Bill Laswell, Bootsy Collins, Bernie Worrell, Iggy Pop, Les Claypool, Viggo Mortensen, and was even a member of, can you guess? Guns and Roses for from four years. 2000 to 2004. Now that was news to me when me I too. read about that. But you see, he couldn't even improve Guns and Roses and he left. He was like, fuck this, I'm out. Like if Buckethead can't get your, help you get your shit together, like nobody can save you for Christ's um, sakes. Yeah, but well. Vigo Mortensen, I didn't even know he was a musician. Vigo Did Mortensen. you? I have not heard. I know who Les Claypool is, and Iggy Am Pop, I thinking of course. Of a different, Bootsy Collins. Isn't it the but, guy uh, from what's it called? From um, uh, the Elf movies. Come on, the, the Hobbit elf movies. movies. <laughs> the Elf movies. <laughs> There's only <laughs> one Elf. Are you talking about movie. the guy from Ghostbusters? Because his name was. Vigo. No, I'm not talking. About, <laughs> I'm not that. No, not, you're thinking of Egon. <laughs> no! <laughs> no, not he was Vigo, Vigo wasn't he? Yeah, Vigo, yeah. the guy in the painting. No, this guy. See, I'm right. From oh, the, Lord of the Rings. Thank you, Lord of the Rings. I don't know why. It's the elf movie. It's <laughs> the Hobbit oh, movie after that. Okay. Okay. All right. Not literally okay. elf, but... Is okay. this a different Vigo Morton? Okay, hold on. I'm trying, I'm reading about him. I don't... He's a... I'm like, oh, he is a musician. It is him. Oh, that's weird. I have... I well, lots no of musicians idea. appear in movies. Look at uh, David Bowie. No, but he's an That's actor. Guess, he's been but... in a lot. No, Vigo's been a. I, I think everybody knows him as an actor first, is what I'm saying. Okay. Because he was like the Hawkeye for a while after Lord of the Rings <laughs> came out. Mm. Remember, he was in a whole slew oh, of movies no. right afterwards. Yeah. Um, okay, anyway. Well, we're anyway, getting, off topic. Um, <laughs> getting back on track here, um, Buckethead <laughs> is probably one of the most if not the most prolific rock artists out there. This guy has released, get this, 306 studio albums. I mean, he makes everyone else look like slackers. I mean, give me a break. He's And he's also performed on more than 50 other albums by other artists. I mean, how many artists can claim they've even put out 50 of their own albums let alone no, not many <laughs> he never stops he never Jeez. no and he plays every, like, he plays like every instrument yeah. i was looking him up on his one of the fandom sites he plays everything all of them mm-hmm. all the all the instruments he can play them even the weird he's stuff. like prince times 100 yeah <laughs> super weird um so he's he also has ri- okay so in addition to his what was that 306 studio albums yes and the 50 other albums that he's performed on he's also written and performed music for a bunch of movies (laughs) when does why not yeah sure he's got so much extra time to do stuff you know i bet you he's just fast so maybe he does everything in like one or two takes i just i don't think he sleeps maybe not just on another level maybe not so he he did movies um music for movies like saw 2 ghost of mars beverly hills ninja mortal Kombat, last action hero and he's considered to be one of the top 10 fastest guitar shredders of all time. Crazy. One of. So that makes me wonder who would be considered the fastest if he's only yeah. one of the fastest. 
Eddie Van Halen, I'm assuming. Yeah. Because be. he's supposed to be super... And there's got to be, like, all these black or metal Yingwei artists. Or Malmsteen or something like that. Yeah, probably. Well, anyway. Yingwei, yeah. Um, but you also may be wondering, listeners, why is he called Buckethead? Well, it's... <laughs> We're getting very literal here. It's because uh, when he performs, he wears a KFC bucket on his head. <laughs> and sometimes it has an orange bumper sticker that says funeral. And, of course, he also, along with this bucket, wears an expressionless plain white mask. <sighs> yeah. And the mask, he says, was inspired by the movie Halloween 4. Of all the Halloweens. <laughs> Just that one. It's, he did. He said, like, That's okay. Cool. He said, the re- so that one's the return of Michael Myers. He said he went right out after seeing the movie and bought a Mike Myers-like white mask. And then the bucket idea came later that night while he was eating <laughs> KFC fried chicken. And this is how he explained it in his own words. <laughs> I was eating KFC. I put the mask on and then the bucket on my head. I went to the mirror and I just said, bucket head. And that's Buckethead right there. It was just one of those things. And after that, I wanted to be that thing all the time. Okay. That's just a beautiful organic story. But he's such, he's so creative (laughs) and dynamic. And that's his inspiration. I was eating fucking Kentucky Fried Chicken. And I just put a bucket on my head and said, Buckethead? (laughs) It's so interesting. Anyway. Inspiration strikes in the strangest ways sometimes. I guess so. Um, so he, at one point, changed it to just a plain white bucket um, with no logo. But then he went back to the OG KFC bucket. Yeah, I'm sure KFC was kind of kind of happy about that, getting all that promotion. I would assume. Uh, but anyway, not, I don't well, know. there's... Um, oh, and I... I I I also heard about this. Um, there was a great piece of uh, from Ozzy about Buckethead. Apparently, oh um, Ozzy he was talking to Buckethead about playing for him, and um, he. So anyway, this is a quote from Ozzy in an interview with Revolver. He said, "I tried out that Buckethead guy. I met with him <laughs> and asked him to work with me, but only if he got rid of that fucking bucket." So I came b- back a bit later, and he's wearing this green fucking Martian's hat thing. I said, look, <laughs> just be yourself. He told me his name was Brian. So I said, I said, that's what I call him. He says, no one calls me Brian except my mother. So I said, pretend I'm your mom then. I haven't even, I haven't even gotten out of the room, and I'm already playing fucking mind games with the guy. What happens if one day he's gone? And then there's a note saying, I've been beamed up. Don't get me wrong. He's a great player. He plays like a motherfucker. (laughs) What in the Uh. hell is he even talking about? (laughs) So, Uh, I know what he's talking about. (laughs) Because he said that, I remember reading about how he said uh, to Buckethead he couldn't wear the bucket, so he came back wearing this, you know, green Martian head instead. So, I don't know. Oh my god. But when when you're confusing and freaking out Ozzy with your weirdness, <laughs> that's, yeah, that's other that's, level that weirdness. Is, yeah. <laughs> when Ozzy's like, fuck it, I don't get it, just be yourself, you're, you need you, to, you, like, you, take some stuff. You've either nailed it or you need to take a step back. <laughs> so, um... 
speaking of what we just brought up, the fastest shredders. So it's kind of what I thought. Um, so one of the guys on the list is Mike Bar or Mick Barr from Morbid Angel. I was going to assume it was a bunch of these bands. Um, there's a bunch of like black metal bands on here on this list that I, I mean, you mean like Living Color? What? No, like black metal. Oh, I see your thing. <laughs> Smooth. <laughs> like Living Color. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, they're a black metal band. <laughs> I know. They are. Um, okay. So Buckethead is number three on this list that I found for the fastest shredders. Um, enter the chicken. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Dimebag? I wouldn't call him a super fast shredder. That's kind of weird, but again, who makes up these lists? I don't fucking know. Yeah, um, know. But Cliff Gallup from Megadeth? Like, eh, maybe. I don't know. Gene Vincent? What? Well, anyway, weird list. So, um, Robin, you've seen him live. I have. I've had the pleasure. Yeah, I saw him at the Fox Theater in Spokane. Um, and it was a phenomenal show, and you know we had everyone had their seats and everything to sit down. And this weird guy comes out, bucket head, and he just basically promotes everyone. He's like, "Get out of your seats, come on down." He doesn't say anything, but he's waving around some uh, uh, puppets and stuff, and he's basically Wait. promoting everyone to oh, come to the on. front of the stage. Slow down. Okay. Slow down. Okay. Okay. So he doesn't speak. Of course. Okay. And he's waving puppets. What do you yes. mean waving puppets? Explain. He's got a, a miniature of himself. A hand puppet? Like, ah. like yeah, it's a little it's a little. Puppet. Or a marionette. Like a marionette without strings. And he's just holding it. Okay. And what's he doing with and it? And he's just shaking it around like he's like, come hither, children. And there's no and music playing? There's a little background music, but he's <laughs> trying to get people to come up. That's so weird. And then he starts playing. And it's just like, it was awesome. He wants he wants to share something with you. No, I am, I, like. I'm, yeah, I understand. And it was just a great experience, you know? Yeah. Did he give out toys at the show? He did give out toys. Near the end, he gave out rubber chickens and weird... I didn't get one, so I don't know exactly what it was, but there was definitely an array of weird carnival-style toys. And uh, and I'll tell you, the show, he just he was just having a blast. And the, the playing, it was just all over the place where he would just switch in the middle of a song to another song and... And he was doing unorthodox karate kicks on other mannequins and stuff halfway through, and it was amazing. You know, one of the thing, the awesome things I, I've heard him do is, um, and I saw it explained in a video I was watching, you know, while prepping for this show, is how he's got a uh, kill switches on his guitar, and he taps on these kill switches, basically killing the sound. Um, so it's like a vibrato or something almost while he's playing mm-hmm. and it is such a cool effect. Yeah. I've listened to a lot of Buckethead since I met Robin <laughs> and I mean a lot. Yes. When I first met you, that's the majority of what you had on all the time in the house. And then we would play video games Yeah. for a long time. That's that was what great we would listen to. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, it's very good background music, but watching him play, um, his finger first of all his hands look like alien hands his fingers look so long don't they they do it's like these gloves and some photos and stuff but when it's actually playing i think is his hands. no i'm talking about him playing 
Yeah, like, he does. He does have the. Playing. Yeah, he does have the strange kind of finger extension gloves, especially for his pinky, so he can get to frets that you can't normally get to, and he can use that. Oh, okay. Even when he's just playing, he can. He's. I'm. I'm a tall guy, and I've got very long fingers. He's on. A, he's just. He. He extends from his thumb to his pinky all the way down as far as he can go, and then he'll he'll move around the guitar like that. It's really crazy to see. It's bonkers. Watch. I watched a bunch of YouTube videos, and it's just. It's mesmerizing it to is. watch him. Absolutely, me- you can, yeah. especially like with his weird music. It's his music is very um, ethereal. I guess there's mm-hmm. some, you know, like, and that's what's interesting is like, I can remember you'd have stuff on and it'd be like metal, you know, like you're listening to metal without vocals, and all of a sudden it's like some ethereal, like, like what the fuck are we in Morocco, like in the Majahar, you know? And then yeah, it's some, like, like meditation and music or yeah, something. yeah, like oh, we changed artist and it's still Buckethead. He's such an interesting artist though. I feel like to get away with being some guy that wears a weird mask and a fucking chicken bucket on your head, like to get away with that and be taken seriously, you of course have to have sick, sick talent. Mm-hmm. But Oh, and he does. The way he explains it, I feel like either he doesn't articulate himself well in explaining, but to me, it would seem that he would do that so that he, so it nothing takes away from the talent of the music. Like yeah. you don't see my facial expression. Yep. Mm-hmm. You're gonna remember me because I have a stupid bucket on my head, and I'm I'm sure it's, it's got to be a statement about something. But also, like you really just have to focus on the music, mm-hmm. right? Absolutely. Did you feel that way when you saw him yeah, live? Yeah, absolutely. It feels like he's speaking through his guitar, and he washes everything else to a clean slate. I mean, unless he's doing his theatrics, but when he's playing, absolutely, it's it's just that one focus. Well, it's that's beautiful. the thing I, I get about with him. For him, I mean, it is all about the music. It's not about him being super fame and fortune and everything. No, you know, I mean, look at look at that. I mean, I I've heard he's turned down lucrative off, lucrative offers from Sony, um, yes. and who God knows who else. Oh God! You know, I'm sure and, everybody. And um, he's he'll release albums and sell them for two dollars, you know, mm-hmm. online. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, yeah, I guess him is he's just he just enjoys his art, obviously, with uh, his as much ins- as he puts out. The people who inspired him, I find very interesting. Um, so his influences are all over the place, which makes sense, you know. But it also um, kind of speaks to our generation, Ed, because he was born in '69. Mm-hmm. So he's just a few years older than me. He's got Michael Jackson as one of his big in- influences, um, mm-hmm. Parliament Funkadelic. Um, and then he's got Mike Patton, Angus Young, Eddie Van Halen, of course, Ingway Malmsteen, Jimi Hendrix. You know, it's it's interesting that, se- that, that selection of influences. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's very of the time, but I think it also speaks to the style of music. The styles, <laughs> oh, <laughs> the yeah. many styles of music that he plays. Um, so he he's we heard him on an interview actually speaking in his own voice, which I didn't even know existed. So I was it's surprised, new. yeah. And he's such a quiet, soft-spoken guy. He is. He stumbles over his words. He sounds very shy, very, very mm-hmm. shy, but he's been dealing with some health problems, which really sucks, um, some heart issues yeah. and things like that. So he said he's really been struggling with adjusting to the medication, and his heart issue is a little similar to mine. 
And I, when you first get on the medication for it, you feel like you're operating underwater and mm. you're, it's mm. just, but, and, but it, it, it does get better. Like it takes about a year to adjust to it because mm. your heart is like literally beating in a different rhythm, but it slows it like way down to get it to stay at a normal rhythm and it slows, it lowers your blood pressure a lot. So it's a really sucky adjustment. And I can imagine he doesn't have much energy for music like he's been saying, but right. I'm hoping since that interview that it is adjusted and um, that yeah. he's able to start playing again because he's young still. And, you know, can you imagine what he still has left? I, I can't, honestly. <laughs> yeah, so the last time he toured was 2017. And then he's been dealing with his health issues since then. So I'm hoping that we will hear... Um, well, he did a little bit of touring last year, 2019. I think over the winter. So, yeah, hopefully his... Health issues are improving because he yeah. did a short tour. Hopefully, we'll be able to go see him together. Yeah, I definitely no, want to see this guy in person. Would, oh my god, you'd really love it. Yeah, it yeah. sounds cool. It sounds like a show I would enjoy too. If he ever came think around to a Chicago, definitely a bucket list artist. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, oh, I see what you did there. I agree. Boom, boom. Bam. Um. So yeah. So that's Buckethead. Super. I feel like. He's definitely somebody we had to cover on Metal Rock and Whiskey anyway, because he's yes. just such a prolific guitarist, and um, he's collaborated with a lot of the people that we have covered, bands and musicians on the show. Mm-hmm. So it was definitely due time um, for us to cover him. So thanks yep. for the inspiration, babe. Not yep. a problem. I do what Although I he was, I remember he was brought up briefly on our uh, Greatest Guitarist episode. I remember yes, uh, I brought discussing him, up. him a little bit. Yep. He was on my list, actually. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yes, indeed. I, I approve. <laughs> <laughs> so, there you have it. That's Buckethead. And um, I would love to hear from the listeners if anybody else has seen Buckethead live and you know what they think of Buckethead. Because I think he's definitely a... I mean, he's great for background music yeah mm. like listening music it's, it's actually really good for writing I feel oh yeah you know what writing, just before but... um we started doing this show i was upstairs i was helping steph cook a dinner in the kitchen and we had Buckethead going on in the background while we were cooking and i'm like man this is like perfect it's uh, right isn't it nice kind of thing yeah. yeah exactly yeah but i would love to see him live to see all of that happen live that spectacle. Yeah, it's really cool. And I would agree. He's very good for background music. He's also really good for really listening to the music, too. I would say sure. a lot of his fans, and he has some super fans, so if people do write in, they're probably going to have some cool stories and cool you know, takes on, on why they really like him. But the intricacies and, the, and, the, and all the things he does, it really captures your attention when you're listening to the music, a lot of his music. Mm-hmm. Does, so. Absolutely. I mean, I think for me to say background music, I cannot listen to shit that isn't almost perfect as background music because I'll focus on it and either something will annoy me or I don't know. It's like if I get into that rhythm where my brain is completing a task, but also really enjoying the music, it has to be something very perfect. Is that, you know, I don't perfect as a, I'm having a hard time finding the correct descriptive, but yeah, it has to be, it is definitely not a, I'm not trying to disparage in any way. No, not at all. It is, it's got, it has to be something very specific. Like I, if I'm writing, like if I'm writing cocktails or working on the book or writing script for the show, I'll put on classical. Um, I was going to say, that's why people choose classical as a yeah. background too. It's or jazz, the same thing, like too. soft jazz, mm-hmm. but I can't do the like, I'm like, fuck off. 
But Bucket has, like, it's that perfection in the sounds. And it kind of puts you on, it, like, leads you on a journey. Just like classical mm-hmm. music does. You know, there's, like, they're telling a story. I would agree. You That's, know, and it just yeah. leads you on this journey. And there's the highs and the lows. And you're being taken away, but you don't even realize it because you don't have to focus on it. Like, singing along or whatever. So, yeah. Buckethead. Good stuff. Great stuff. Really good. Yeah. Well, thanks for being on the show, man. Awesome. I'm glad you guys had me. Yeah, thanks, well, Robin. We enjoyed having you. We're sharing the same room right now, so we really had no choice. Yeah, I'm stuck. It was either I had to just hide in the out. corner and cry, or, the way, or I could <laughs> jump on the show. So I, I chose this. And I'm really glad. Good I choice. Did. Yeah. Winning choice. Winning. So, and Ed, thanks for working with the time schedule since everything is so wonky while we're traveling. Appreciate it. And uh, listeners, thanks for sticking around. Um, we hope that you enjoyed this show and our discussion. We had fun. And as always, you can find us on Instagram and the Twitters as Metal Rock and Whiskey. Uh, we have a super cool Facebook group for all of the shows. And we can talk about Metal Rock and Whiskey stuff under Spirit of Rock podcast. So go to the Facebook and join that. And you can follow us all individually. I am Sailor Retro. Um, Robin, you do not have Instagram, mm-hmm. so you're out. Ed, I'm good with that. What about you, Ed? Find me on Instagram at Bourbon Geek. And then we have Matthew. <clears throat> oh, yes, we do. We can't forget about Matt out there saving those E's. Find uh, <laughs> Matt at The Whiskey Obsessor. Save the E. Save that E. And listeners. If you love us, or even if you just like us, please, we would love it if you hit that subscribe button on your favorite podcast uh, feed of choice. And even if you have a five seconds, give us a review. Tell us how good we are or how much we suck. You know, but if we do suck, you don't have to t- sell, tell us that, really. I want to hear who we suck. I'll fight you. <laughs> Fine. Yeah, <laughs> Sailor's looking for a fight. Go ahead. And of course, tune in next week where we will be back or at least some of us will for another episode of Metal Rock and Whiskey yeah and fuck you Lars this podcast is edited by Ed Dirch produced by me Sailor Retro with research sometimes by Matt Larissa bye bye later everyone